Hello. Hey everybody. We're back um with our 10th episode Woo! today and uh welcome Double to the girls. So yes, we're going to go welcome. uh right into as normal our anime news. So be what's yours. Let's see. So this week I have it's kind of I guess a two-part thing. The first thing is just a mm-hmm. heads up for anyone that does not know, but Naruto seasons one through nine will be leaving Netflix October 31st, as well as two of the Bleach movies, Bleach Fade to Black and Bleach Hell to Verse are leaving Netflix on October 14th. So if you wanted to watch those on Netflix now, I suggest you go ahead and do it before those dates. Also, I'm not sure if this is really going to happen or not since I am watching Bleach on Hulu. It says that it's going away in T minus maybe 10 days from when you guys hear this. If not, it probably has like a day or two left. So if you do want to watch any of the Bleach, I will go ahead and try to watch that on Hulu if you can. I will say that I kept seeing people on Reddit and other posts saying this happened before with other animes and they never went away. It may be a glitch, Mm -hmm. maybe real. So just fair warning. If, If not, we'll see. I'm hoping it doesn't though. My second part of the anime news is just letting you guys know, if you haven't watched One Piece already, if you're not on the same game train as Tiana is, I suggest you just go ahead and hop on it because the One Piece film Red that premiered in Japan on August 6th has earned 15 billion yen, which equals to about 103 million US dollars as of September 20th. So it's been on the charts maybe for about 46 days in Japan. So... Premise to that, it's going to be having its premiere debut in New York, hosted by Crunchyroll, um, the first day of Comic-Con, which is going to be October 6th. So they'll have a premiere for that in New York City. And it's actually coming to Crunchyroll in America and in Canada on November 4th. So if you were looking forward to watching the movie Red, then you can watch it on November 4th. And fun little fact about that, it is now ranked Number seven of the all-time highest-paying anime films to ever be released in Japan and everything. So it's pretty up there. So One Piece, I will say, is pretty popular. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's really no, nothing else, else to say. But yeah, mm-hmm. so is, did you have anything else for your news? Those are all no. pretty uh, big things. Yeah, no, that was that was it for this anime news. For me, what you got for this week? Yeah, so what I have is, I didn't realize that it hadn't happened yet, but Sentai Filmworks uh, announces that they're going to, they acquired the rights to Carol and Tuesday, the home entertainment Ooh. rights. So they're going to be releasing it on um, video. So if you want to have your, you know, your own copy, that will be coming this fall. There's not an official date. And I know for me and B, we really, really, really loved uh, mm-hmm. Carol on Tuesday. It's also, if people didn't know, so it was one of those things where it was an anime original. And then after the anime came out, they started releasing the manga. So I definitely have hopes that, hope that with the manga, although the manga is starting out where the show started out. So it'll be a while for new, um, kind of like new story following where the anime mm-hmm. stopped. But I definitely hope that that, leads to it be having another season well, that's gonna be exciting carolyn tuesday was definitely ones that if no one's seen it you definitely should it was just a bop 
Like it's a song. I mean, <laughs> not a- there's literally uh, no, it was, but there's also literally, I think, not. Well, I know it's. I guess it's subjective, but to me, it's literally <laughs> not a, a better. When we talk about anime music, yeah, we usually talk about opening and endings, but I think the songs that go that you hear throughout the show, there's just you know, ten out of ten all around. Like it's they just are. So everyone is good, and they're also like really deep too, like the lyrics as well. Mm, I'm with you on that one. They're definitely top tier. Another one I kind of put on par with that one would be Given. That was a really good. They had a good, really good playlist throughout their season. I guess you want to call it. But I like the music in Given, but they they just wasn't hitting. It wasn't. They just wasn't hitting it exactly the way that Carol and Tuesday was, and that's my thing. It's like just to have that many songs, and like they Mm -hmm. all are good. I think is unheard of. No, I can agree. But um, yeah. So then with that, the uh, next thing I'll say, which I think is something that's more. The news is usually positive things, but, you know, I also think that it's also important to call, you know, call out when things are wrong or when like, you know, companies make the wrong choice. But regarding that, just want to make sure I say exactly how I want to. Okay. So if you've been watching in our last episode, we talked about Mob Psycho. And if you've been watching Mob Psycho 100, the voice actor I'm pretty sure that this is a voice act that Kyle McCarley is the voice actor for Mob himself. Some news came out that Crunchyroll is going to recast him, and that's due to, you know, one thing. And I think that people, you know, for people who aren't aware of unions, unions make sure that you know workers are getting what they deserve when it comes to pay, when it comes to like benefits, when it comes to you know thinking about healthcare, thinking about retirement, and he just wanted. People on the Crunchyroll team, you know, the higher ups to just speak with his representatives from the, so there's a thing called the uh, Screen Actor Guilds Award, dubbing steering committee. So, but they wouldn't even be willing to meet with them. So then they just decided to, it seems like they're moving towards recasting him, even though he was just asking for a meeting. And I think that voice actors, you know, deserve way more than that. Although one unions are of course great things, but I think that also speaks to that this community as well as, you know, other working environments and fields were getting what they deserved regarding pay, you know, benefits, health benefits, you know, retirement, et cetera, then there wouldn't even be a need for a union. So I think that speaks to how those practices weren't, you know, when we think about how it, the strain it can have on their voice when you think about them not getting paid. You know, some voice actors have talked about only getting paid hundreds of dollars for very intensive work, those type of things. So I definitely think that it's good to highlight that and also for him and others to see kind of like behind the curtain because, you know, mm-hmm. we enjoy this, but we don't really know what's behind it. And again, when we talk about and again, I always bring it up because of the applause, but when you think about capitalism, that's and monopolies, which you know, Crunchyroll Funimation, you know, has become because of I forgot who absorbed who, but you know where it's like, oh, I want to have a con- I want to have control over all of this so yes. that I can do whatever I want, you know, and it's only based in greed. So I think that pulling the curtain back again, like I said, and letting people know what it's really like 
also puts more, even though it's harder to get, you know, monopolies to change when people put heat on them and speak out and, you know, some people are, there's different ways that we can support. Yeah. That's a big deal. And actually leads to that changing. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because it's important and it's still their livelihood. They deserve to be able to live off the work they do. So no, I completely agree with you with that. And I feel like it was kind of a backhanded slap to the face of Crunchyroll. Not if, when Mm -hmm. Crunchyroll just kind of decided, oh, you want to talk to us about a a problem? Let me fix you before you can call me out on any of the BS that I'm actually putting you through. And then kind of cut severs before they even got to hear what he said, just because they had probably, uh, what do you call that? An inkling or feeling that they didn't want a problem they didn't want to deal with. They're like, well, you're easily replaceable here. On to the next. We don't have to deal with this problem. We'll take someone that's willing to be in this spot and accept our unreasonable terms. Right. And like you said, you know, I think that with like him making it public, that more people, you know, they are going to get the pressure that they didn't want from his union rep. Mm-hmm. Which is I feel like, like if they just really met with him to begin with, it wouldn't have been, even if they would have said no, I don't think it would have escalated this rapidly which I think for how things are going, I think it worked out in the best way for him. And the only reason I say that is because usually when things like this happen, I always believe things happen for a reason. So when something like this happens, I feel something greater is going to come in their path for their future, for his future and everything. And I also feel that it's finally brought to light a problem that needed to be addressed long beforehand because I wasn't aware of this. And so now that this happened and he did make it public, it's, it's going to become kind of a a main topic issue that can finally be addressed versus just kind of having it pushed to the side, you know, hoping that eventually one person one day would eventually get to solving it or making it mainstream. So I feel like it happened. It's unfortunate how it happened, but I feel like it's, op- it's going to open more doors for him that are going to be even better for him. Yeah. And I, I think also, you know, not only him, but Hopefully Uh, mm -hmm. other voice actors in the anime community, because, you know, a lot of us, it also saw that a lot of people were kind of talking about why they work more in other industries as much as they like love anime and the culture and all that, because they are actually, you know, getting those benefits that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, that's all I have. (laughs) Okay. Well, with that being said, we'll just jump right into our main segment of this week. And this week, we are giving you everything you could ever want and love about Jujutsu Kaisen, the movie. I was about to say, did you get confused again? But you, you brought it back at the end. You know, I had to drop a little tune. Just a just a one-two for you guys. I know you miss hearing my, <laughs> my voice. <laughs> Okay. No, <laughs> no, one no, no one did. All right. Just kidding. Just me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the movie and everything. I'm going to just kind of give you our all overview, what we thought, favorite scenes, any and all that stuff. So we'll just jump right into it. And, and before that, that, obviously, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to hear about it, oh, you're going to have yeah. to skip this part. Yeah. It will not be a spoiler for me. <laughs> I was going to say, just jump to the very end where you hear about our husbandos and everything, because then, and the warning, spoiler on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. But yeah, let's get into it. So overall, I feel 
I was really intrigued with it. Overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give this movie a solid 8.4. I don't really... um, Oh, you don't do scales? It's just hard for me to do scales, but I will say that out of the more recent like anime movies I've seen, I really enjoyed this one probably like the most. Fair enough. I can agree with you on that point. Uh, Basically, that's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, but it was top tier to where I would watch it again and be still as intrigued. But is there an anime movie that you can say is perfect? Spirited Away. Okay. (laughs) Disagree, but it's just kind of like, I don't, so like what, just for example, what would raise your rate? When I start talking about it, I can let you know. Okay. But yeah. Once you start uh, talking, I'll be able to pinpoint. It it wasn't bad at all. I was just, it's, I feel like a movie has to give you every emotion to be, well, for me, because it's different for everyone. But for me, I feel like a movie Mm -hmm. has to give me every range of emotion to where it captures me in every moment to be perfect or not, not perfect because nothing is, but to be like, oh my gosh, top tier. Like that's a number 10, hands down. And okay. I don't think just... I felt every emotion on every scale with this movie. I felt great emotion. I was intrigued. I was hooked by the tip of my toenails. I was sad at points. But there are certain aspects that I do like that other people may not care for that I didn't see as much. But once we start talking about it, I'll, I'll introduce it more. Okay. Uh, I'll just say for me, though, I don't really think that there wasn't really anything that I thought was missing. But I get what you said. You know, it is mm-hmm. subjective when you do like scales. Um, unless, you know, people are and it still can be subjective even if people are judging it by the same qualities. So but yeah, I thought it was really good. Well, I'll say great. Like if there wasn't to me again anything that I would say I wanted more of or needed more of or I mm-hmm. thought was lacking. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I will say I enjoyed well, I guess I didn't know who the person was. Well, when you're watching the second opening for Jujutsu Kaisen and you see the guy that has the the white, I don't know if it's a jacket, but the white thing on. But he was never, I never knew who he was in the anime because he was never introduced. Now I know who he is, Yuta. He hasn't been in the anime yet, but they have like mentioned him as being like a second year, but that's just like on another um mm-hmm mission that's like more that takes longer uh-huh. i will ask because i'm pretty sure you know with this movie with how everything happened how it ends and everything is this set in a specific time in the because i have not read the manga but is it set in a specific time in the manga where this movie comes after kind of the next season that they're air for jujutsu kaisen no. is it kind of before oh, okay well it has to be before because they're still first years Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, I wasn't sure. And I was like, hmm, got it. I don't know if it's a full year before, but it's close to that where the anime starts off. Gotcha. Okay. The movie starts off. I'm actually trying to make sure I started off where it started off. I want to say that it starts off uh, showing you to getting bullied. Is that where they started? Yes. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then he called Rika. Um, well, he didn't call her. She just came out. Or he told her to stop. But, um, yeah, so he was getting bullied by these people. And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. At least, like, it was like a several, like, four or five students. And they were like, 
the main bully was like, oh, I'm happy that you're uh, to be back. So basically I can beat you up. And then um, you see a cursed, cursed energy, cursed spirit come out mm-hmm. and then like defend him. And he tries to get it to stop because he knows that it's going to take them out or, you know, se- severely hurt them, which happens. And then, you know, you see him kind of feel like tormented by that kind of like cowering on like on the ground, which I think, you know, number one, that's the thing. Although I know not everyone can see like cursed spirits in this world, but it's just like, well, see, if you were the mind, minding the business that paid you, then you wouldn't even got uh, almost mm-hmm. killed. Cause they all got, it was like, they were lucky that they didn't, but they still, it seemed like, you know, it was giving lifelong injuries. And one of them, you know, when they opened the locker, it was like their head was almost like, it honestly, their face looked like, I don't know how you could redo that. Like, it looks like that's just how your face is going to look now. Cause it was like, it almost looked like smushed in. Yeah, so then, and then again, I'm just going to say, if you're one of those people where it's like, I want you to remember everything perfectly in order, you're never going to get that. So, <laughs> uh, this is just my best uh, the best of my memory. And uh, if I say something early, be, and you remember, you can say, oh, that happened later, or this is what happened then. Mm-hmm. Then, after that, what I feel like happened was we see, like, Gojo in front of that kind of... The, the board that of people. room. Yeah, like all those old people who have all those like old rules. And then basically it's like the same kind of situation, like what happened with Yuji in the anime, for those who have seen it, where Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, we want to, we want to just get rid of him. It's too, it's too powerful. Uh, It's a potential to kill so many people. So we want to kill him and the spirit. Gojo is like thinking one about like, you know, just killing a kid. He's never going to be down for that. Yeah, especially yeah. because you know the old people or the elders, whatever they never even like consider other options. It's just like, oh, let's just kill them. They never right, even consider, you. hey, can we work with this? They never see, can we work with this? What can we do? What are the possibilities? They always go straight to like getting rid of the person. They so, say, yeah, they say, cut throat, cut the problem off. Don't want to deal with it. And so Gojo was basically like, nah, I get what y'all are saying, but I don't care. And we're not going to do this. And he kind of sets up a similar deal like he did with Yuji. So he actually has a chance and he's going to bring Yuta to the, to a Jujutsu high and help him like that way. And then when, you know, he leaves, he's always, he's talking about the elders and like, you know, how he can't stand them. And it also reminds me of like when in the show, when uh, that one elder who was, who literally got all, was getting all, trying to get all his students or he was a principal he also seemed like one of those elder types. And he was trying to get all the students to kill Yuji from his school mm, during the yeah. games. And uh, Gojo was just like, why don't I just kill all of y'all? And it was just like, honestly, points were made. Y'all don't really help nothing. Y'all just want things to stay the same. That's not how you get results. That's not how things change. So he wants to get rid of basically all the bad apples, which are all the old people. <laughs> <laughs> he was not messing with them, which I wouldn't be either. The way they act and talk. And then it seemed like, and I guess this is just a holding room when they want, when they get somebody and they're told that they're going to be executed. Because then we see, like, and like I said, this either was before he met with them and they came back to this room or it happened right after that. We see like Yuta in that same room that Yuji was in after mm-hmm. Sukunov fought with uh 
sparred with Gojo and then he like knocked Yuji out. And basically he's telling Yusa what it is and was telling him, you know, they want to kill you. And it's clear that Yusa is pretty depressed. And then he sees like this knife that's been like twisted and he, in the, well, Gojo found it. And he was like, what's this? And then uh, Yuta was just saying like, he tried to unalive himself, but he couldn't just because like, you know, he just feels like I just hurt. I'm just going to keep hurting people. And that's the only way that I can stop due to his, the cursed spirit. But she, because of, you know, their relationship, she won't let him. So then Gojo's like, oh, that's really sad. But then he gives him like the option because he said he talks about like, you know, he wants to find a reason where, you know, he doesn't feel like him being alive is hurting others or is like negatively impacting others, which also was really sad to see because, you know, he's super young. It's sad that at at his age, he already feels hopeless. Yeah. To be so young and to feel like you Mm -hmm. have to world on your shoulders at that point and I feel like you barely experienced life and all the things that will come later with life it's heartbreaking because it's like oh no we want to like bring you up at these ages so that you don't have to feel these ways when you get older and for you to feel that way when you're that age and not even fully developed to experience all the great wonders of life it's just like no yeah and I and I agree with that Although I also agree, you know, I'm kind of like Nanami where you definitely, you know, at least as far as relationships, people that can care about you. Because when you say all the great wonders, it's like, it's not that many. I get what you're saying, Mm. though. The point is just him already feeling like there's nothing worth living for. That's also because he's lonely. He doesn't have anybody else. And then after that, is that when they show his flashback or is it a little bit after that? I know when he's telling him that he saw the knife and then afterwards... He's telling him, you're going to go to school. And then it shows a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit of the flashback before they go into the scene where he has him at the school and introduces him. The first flashback shows Yuta and Rika playing in a sandbox. It's his birthday. So she gets him a a little gift and he opens it up and she's like, it's for me. Or he's like, it's for me. I can open it. She's like, yeah. He opens it and inside is a ring. And he's kind of looking at it like a ring. What, you know, what is this? And she's like, it's a ring that when we get older, we'll be together forever, that we'll get married when we get older. And he's like, after they, they look at each other, and it's like, oh, he's like, we'll be together forever and ever. And he puts the ring on. He's super excited. And then they see a like. And he says, sure. Yeah, no. I did, yeah, he for sure said yes. But you see a zoom in of Rika's face. And she's just blushing and super excited at the fact that he and her had made a promise to be together Mm -hmm. forever. So they have matching rings now. So she has one and he has one. And then you also see when they're leaving the park that day, she ends up getting hit by a car. And you just see Yuta on the sidewalk kind of in shock as anyone would be in that situation as she's laying there and they're adults and now calling for help and everything like that. Like frozen. But I mean, it's pretty, it was so bad that unfortunately it was probably almost immediate. Yeah. Because one of the people I think said like, okay, you know, this is might be kind of gory, but some people, someone like, like someone who was watching said that her face was kind of smushed in. So you can kind of get the gist of how extreme this was. 
for. And it was like, it looked like the person, it was like, how do you even, I don't know. It's just whenever that thing, those things happen, one, you shouldn't even be going that fast and to hit someone and that be, you know, it be to that degree. License revoked everywhere. I mean, forever. Clink, clink. Like you you (laughs) can never drive again. There's no reason for that. At all. So I don't understand why they were going that fast. But that's... I think that's the thing too with like jujitsu. And I was talking to one of mutual friends on Twitter. And I was just saying, we were just talking about, and I was saying like, they just, it's just the way that they need a on-campus therapist. Someone that 24 mm-hmm. seven, because not only are like, you know, a lot of their stories, like before they came to school sad, but just all that they, you know, experienced even at the school. But I think with him, you know, so young and it, it also seemed like it was the same day they made the promise too. So yeah, that was super it was, hard. Yeah, it was, it was a lot packed into one day. You had the good emotions and then it came the detrimental turmoil at the end. So it was a day to say the very least. But that's mm-hmm. how that back, the flashback works. And then you see them where Gojo's at the school with the second year students. And you see him kind of introducing to, who is it? Inumaki, Maki, and what is the panda's name? Panda. Duh. <laughs> panda's yep. name. <laughs> I was like, what's the panda's name? But he's introducing to them like, hey, we're going to be getting a new student today. You know, be nice, blah, blah, blah. They're all just kind of sitting there like, ugh, whatever. Maki's kind of have an attitude of, I won't talk to him. I don't want to be bothered because they heard the rumor about what happened with him and the people that were bullying him and how they they assumed that he had killed him. And then they're like, no, he didn't kill him. He just gravely injured them. So they kind of heard that rumor. So they didn't know what to expect. And then I remember Gojo's like telling Yuta, go ahead, come in. He opens the door. He comes in. And when I tell you, these people basically were about, he walked in the room in the aura presence of Rika the cursed spirit because Yuta is cursed uh, or Yuta at this moment we believe Yuta is cursed and so they just feel the presence of her aura and everything and they go into defense mode and basically almost try to kill him not kill him but they're on guard let's put it that way and they pin him up against mm-hmm. the wall because they're on defense like you're someone that we're supposed to be fighting why are you coming to our classroom as a new student and Gojo of course Typical Gojo Sensei is like, hey, forgot to tell you guys that he's cursed and you might want to watch out because once you attack Yuta, then his curse kind of activates. And then at that moment, you kind of see Rika, her hands coming out of the wall to attack them. And that kind of sets the scene for how that goes. Then you see Gojo kind of filling in the pieces that he forgets to tell everyone because Utah also. I'm sorry, but that's the thing where it's like you don't tell anybody anything. No, he doesn't. You also didn't know what he was getting himself into that he was coming to a school where they defend against curses and they were all looking like you didn't know either. And he's like, uh. And then, of course, everyone looks at Gojo because he's like, "Mm -hmm, forgot to mention you guys. This is what it is. I think sometimes he be doing it too much. So I think he doing on purpose. I more than 100% believe he does it. He'll be like, eh, you'll find out when you find out. There's no need to add in the nitty-gritty details. I feel like he's just like, you'll you'll see when you find out. And so that's how right. he kind of sets the scene for them. And yeah, from there, they end up he ends up pairing them up. And then they're going to have to go do kind of a two-on-two. I don't want to call it a battle, but... Like a sparring. Well, not a two-on-two. I don't think it was a two-on-two. It wasn't well, like two, the... He I don't paired think him the, up. Gojo pairs Maki and 
Utah to go to a school and he like brings them into like an elementary school and Gojo and Maki are kind of telling him, you know, cause you know, it's clear that Maki's been to school a while. She knows how to handle these things. And yeah. Gojo's kind of describing like why they're there and how there's like a lot of curses that end up at schools. So far, two kids are uh, are missing, so they don't know yeah. if they just are kidnapped or if they're dead. So if they're kidnapped, save them. If they're dead, retrieve their bodies. So he tells them, you know, that's what they're going to do. Then he puts the veil on over the school so mm-hmm. that, you know, nobody knows what's going on. And then he tells them, like, you know, when they're done, they can just basically walk out. It's easy to, like, exit the veil. So then Yuta's obviously nervous and I think he's still trying to find his place because, you know, he wants to like make friends and build these relationships. But especially Maki is, I would say she's probably the most standoffish at this point. She um, definitely is. With, <laughs> with him. So he's trying to find out more information because, again, Gojo only gave them, gave, well, for Maki, she's probably used to it. But for him, it's like, I uh, still don't know what I'm doing. So the bare minimum of information. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of tells them how like a lot of times curses go where people have usually like memories that aren't the best or like, you know, maybe traumatic memories or sad memories. So, you know, schools, hospitals, those type of things. So then they're kind of just talking on the field and she's telling him to be ready. And at this point she doesn't want him. I don't remember if she said this at the school or here but you know he tries to he calls her refers her by her last name and she's like don't call me by my last name and then so they're about okay so maybe that was like once they got inside but Mm -hmm. right now they're still outside and there's these three and i'll say one thing the jujutsu and a lot of shows like this they do great with making these things look so ugly like they look so (laughs) nasty (laughs) i didn't like so they're saying the um, are you talking about the curse? Put it on. Yeah, he was like, like put, put it me on. Out. But when it happened, when he was doing it, I was like, Ugh. ew. Well, yeah, like, it was super. It was super, yeah, it was super weird. Um, so there was like three kind of equal size curse spirits, like running at them, and Yuta was kind of like, oh, I don't know what we do. And then Maki was basically like, you know, I got this, but also tell him that weaker spirits like join together mm-hmm. or like grouped together, you know, to make themselves, like, stronger. So then we see Maki being the badass that we know she is Hello. with her um her tool, and she, like, takes him out, and then she's like, okay, it's time to go into school. And he was like, we're going in? And she's like, yes, come on, get it together. I also think that for Maki, you know, in the show and in the anime and in this movie where it's not that, you know, there's characters that, are like mean or downputting or kind of question like someone's str- even like emotional strength because of because they're that they're like they've internalized that from someone else. I think like yeah. with Maki, it's more of just like because of all that she's gone through with like her family, she just is like more on guard and like she she's trying to do it in a helpful way, but it comes off like harsher than she means, mm. or harsher than she wants. Like inside, you know, because yeah. I think that her pushes down like her softer side so then it's just oh you have to do this to survive because thinking of all that she had to do to survive with like mistreatment that she like dealt with like in her family no i totally agree with you like that kind of like the the mask to hover cover 
to cover how her true feelings could be. She puts on a hard exterior, but she's really like a marshmallow inside. Maybe not a full marshmallow. But, but I know what you mean, but she's like nice yeah. and kind and cares for people, but yeah. Yes. But um, And I also kind of think, too, it's just like, this is really hard work, so you have to kind of, you can still be a good person, kind person, but you do have to have like- Tough skin. A hard shell just to make it. You, so I think you, that's also kind of what she's doing, too. So then they're walking into school, and they see a lot of like really small spirits, but it's just, they're kind of just looking at them. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I want to say that- I think she guessed or said that they weren't like attacking because they could feel the presence of uh, Rika on Utah. So, you know, especially with them being smaller, they probably were like scared. Nah, fam, you can have that. Right. And then I think then this is a moment where she kind of I think I might have said it earlier. I think maybe this is when she's kind of getting to like what you have to do and what it takes, that type of thing. Because then I remember when she's talking to him, her back is like to the other end of the hallway and he can see behind her mm-hmm, and then he's mm-hmm. like you turn around and there's this really big one kind of looks like a i don't even know what it looks like it just looks gross and it's like super big so it's clear and it's not one that grouped together so it's clear that it's more of a problem of the other than the other ones are oh you know what i think that's what this is what happened before then this is when before the big one appeared big curse spirit maki it's asking him what his grade is. Cause again, yes, Jojo didn't tell him the yes. end. <laughs> and he Not was like, he's like, grade? Like my grade in English? And she's like, I- okay, <laughs> give me your card. <laughs> Just give it to me. Don't worry about it no more. Right. So then he was like, oh, she's like, you don't have like experience. So you probably are like third or fourth. And then she sees <laughs> his like special grade, which is like above one. And he's, she's like, um, so hold up. What's going on? Wait a minute. And he, she's looking at him. He doesn't know anything. So she's like, he doesn't right. even know that he's a special grade, like the top tier, not even the top level. He's like the level above. And she's like, uh, what? Uh-uh. Which is hilarious. Because he mm-hmm. kind of did the, like, the blank face thing where he's like, I truly don't know. I couldn't tell you if I wanted to. Mm. Um, <laughs> so then they're about to like fight the big one. And I don't, you can fill in any blanks I missed. I don't remember exactly like if, because she didn't turn turn around in enough time they ended up swallowed or she tried to hit it and then it and then it ended up swallowing them how it happened is like the the creature or the the cursed spirit came behind him and she turned around and by the time she turned around you know it made that loud noise or his presence and it broke all the windows in the school and then it ended up bursting through the building and then when she tried to attack it in the air her her weapon hit his tooth fell on her hand and then it got swallowed Thank I'm you. surprised I yes. actually remembered that as clear as I did. <laughs> you literally said every single part from the beginning to end. And when I tell you that, all I can remember was them getting swallowed. I couldn't have done that. Look, we're here together. But um, yeah. And then, uh, and also something I, under, I was thinking about. So does someone on the Jujutsu side have like a power where they can fix like buildings? Because yes, people can't see curses, but... They can see like broken damage, artificial <laughs> damage, and like half the school busted up. You know um, what I thought? But that's something. It was, what? This is just my thought, but I thought it was like you know how they kind of have like a cleanup squad that you know they take away the stuff. I feel like they had like the cleanup crew, kind of how like on Spy Family, how they would just make the scene look better after everything happened. That's what I assumed, but you know, what do I know? I mean, points that were made because something has to happen, right? 
<laughs> it has to. You can't just come back and be like, our school's destroyed. What happened? Oh, you know, an earthquake just in this one area. What? No. Doesn't work like that. But yeah, like Sorry. you said, something someone has to do something. So then after they get swallowed, she's kind of she's like, dang, where's my weapon? And then Yuta's like, uh, so what are we gonna do? And she's like, um, when the veil will eventually disappear, but all we can really do is wait because you know he's at this right at this point he doesn't know how to get Rika to come out and mm-hmm. her weapon is gone. So then, uh, then they hear someone say, you know, I think I don't remember if they said like senpai or like Onichan, and they they see two little babies, and then one's uh, clearly older, but they're both like elementary school students, and he's like, "Hey, can y'all please help us?" And then Yuta remembers Gojo saying they're either kidnapped or missing, and then so he's like happy. He's like, "Oh yeah, we found them." But then uh, the older mm. boy is saying like the younger boy is like about to die. And they both have been cursed. You can see it kind of looks like how like it looks like those like kind of burn marks. Yeah. On his eye. And then the bo- the younger boy is like almost all over his body. So he's thinking like that they're fine. But Maki's like, no, they have to like we have to try to get them out or they have to- it has to happen soon or they might both die in here just because eventually it like takes over. And then yeah. after that, we see like Maki kind of like pass out. And then we see she started to get like cursed on her leg. So then Yuta's like really freaking out. And it's like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, like, I don't want them to, to die. I don't want to just stay in here, but I don't know how to, you know, activate it. And then I think after that, I think Maki, while he's kind of like running through this and, you know, they have like a short amount of time because whenever someone would come, it might be after when it's too late. Mm-hmm. For the bit, for the kids. And, you know, honestly, we wouldn't even know how long it would take for Maki as well. But yeah, she basically encourages him and is like, hey, we got to do this basically now. Yeah, she pretty much kept asking him. She was like, what are you like? I don't know if it was like, what are you living for? Like, what is your purpose in life? Yeah. Or Yeah, it was something like that. I remember her saying that, like you said, because, you know, he still is in that place where it's feeling like he doesn't deserve to live. Mm-hmm, you know, he mm-hmm. chose to live to come, when Gojo was like, OK, if you it's either die or turn right and do this. So he decided to. But like you said, it was just okay. I decided to, but I don't know why. Yeah. So like you said, she was. No, go ahead. No, no. Oh, sorry. I was just saying at that point in the movie, he just kind of did it. Just I think it was more of a survival instinct. Like she told me, got to do it. Survive. I want to get us out of here. And it was just kind of like, right. a, okay, let's just do it. Doesn't really understand why he was like, I just want us to survive, and I'll figure the rest out later. No. Yeah, that's what it was. And like you said, and so Maki was like. You had to decide, like, you know, what your purpose is, what you want to do. And then I want to say what he did after that. I don't know if he answered her or he kind of answered it in his head where, Mm -hmm. you know, him kind of like, was it like him deciding, like, you know, he wants to fight for his friends or he wants to. Oh, that was something else. I don't want anyone to get hurt, he said. Yeah, because when you said that, that reminded me what she said, because she said what you need to focus on is like, you know, exercising the spirits and then exercising another one and mm-hmm. exercising one after that. And then after, and then while you're doing that, you'll f- make those connections and those friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, then he was like, I don't want anyone else to be hurt. And then yeah, I think, yeah. and then is that when he like ripped off the necklace and then like he put the ring on and he was like, I don't yes. know what the command he gave Rika. Did he say, he didn't say save us. Did he say like fight? I don't know if he I said forgot. Rika, I need your power or Rika. Like he he said something. It was very simple, but it wasn't anything like they weren't like triggering words to be like this happens every time. But I remember he took it off and he put it on his finger. And I think he said, 
Rika, lend me your strength or something like that. Mm-hmm. He he did that. He was able to harness her power and have her come out and was like, hey, game time, basically. <laughs> yeah, and while and she then, did that, he saved them and was heading towards the exit of the veil. Yeah, and then so like you said, she was like holding off that curse spirit. They were inside and they used to like tie Maki and the two boys like around him and stumbling. I'm almost there. He was like, I have I have to I can't basically collapse until I get outside of the veil. And then we see him outside the veil and then Gojo's like, Oh, impressive. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Gojo was talking about, you know, he how Gojo does. He's just like surveying the whole time. And then he's like talking about just how scary when you think about the potential as well as what she did that day Rika is he's like yep she's she's powerful all right she's definitely a special great cursed spirit I'm gonna have to um make sure I keep my eye on this one in a good way not like how the elders wanted him to take care of him but like okay gotta make sure I don't have things end up in the worst way possible right so yeah (laughs) Yeah, so then they're in the hospital and um, Gojo tells him that everything's going to be okay. Like, Maki and the boys are going to be fine. You know, obviously they're just getting, like, you know, checked over and okay, then mm-hmm. all that great stuff. And then Yusuf seems, like, relieved and then he sees, like, a little boy where, you know, like, kids who have long-term stays in the hospital where, you know, they, like, have them, like, walk around with the, like, the IV, like, on that kind yeah. of, like, that pole that moves. And yeah. he sees a boy, and it reminds. Then we go to another flashback. We it reminds him of him the first time he saw Rika because he was in the hospital, and then she was like in this room by herself. Her hair was flowing, and then he was just like transfixed, mm-hmm. like who is that? And then she looks at him and smiles. After that, we see that they became friends after they both got out, and they were like you know playing. They would it would seem like the playground was like their place. So you know it just kind of was bringing those memories back to him. And I feel like that's pretty much it for that part. I don't remember anything else happening then. No, I think you're right for that. And then they show that flashback. Yeah, I think that was the end of that kind of right. intro to that. Okay, so next. Remember Gojo, because um, I think this is when he meets with them again, elders again. Uh, and then this is when he's, you know, yes. he's fine, but you know, his really fine look where his like hair is like down and he got them little black <laughs> glasses on. Her okay, but <laughs> he is like a casual day, but casual for you, baby, is still model walk, right? Period. So then they're basically like, Oh, he let out Rika for, and they had like the number of seconds, it was like 400 something seconds, which is like mm-hmm. you can just say minutes, whatever. <laughs> and then he was like, You know, he was, and technically, he, he was able to stop it, but you know, what happens if he isn't able to do that next time? Like, we don't know. This is. We can't count on this. And basically, they're still trying to, again, go back. They're like, we're reminding you that we didn't say that he was getting killed, but we put it on hold and then uh, executed there. But we're putting it on hold. And then Gojo again basically tells him what's up and is basically like, you know, I trust him. I feel like he's able to learn, you know, going to be able to. I don't know if he used the word control, but basically he shows like his support and he's telling them like when it comes to who side I'm going to be on, I'm telling you, it's going to be you this because he was saying that he doesn't believe that those with like youth should just have their lives like snuffed out, which is like what the elders always try to do. 
So he's like, you know, mm-hmm. basically like give him an actual chance. Okay, whatever he has this, to, he has y'all gonna put this limitation on it. I believe in him, and I'm gonna back him. Which is like, that's why we love you. That's one hello. of the reasons. One of the reasons. <laughs> put him in a place, Gojo. And then, so the next thing we see is he brings Yuta into this room that looks like a kind of like a weapon room. Like you see swords and a whole bunch of other different mm-hmm. kind of weapons. And he basically, you know, and his that's the thing too. Whenever he gives this type of news, he always does it like in a cutesy way, which is like, why are you like this? But he was like, hey, so you're not going to be able to fully let Rika out again because if so, you and I are dead. So pretty much. <laughs> We're going to find a way where, you know, you don't let her all the way out, but you like imbue her like curse energy into like a weapon. And you also need to learn how to wield a sword. So uh, let's start on that. Let's- it's funny because when he said that, it really seemed like he was going to do it. He was like, nah, <laughs> you're sparring. <laughs> He's like, uh, huh? Kind of. And then you see the scene where they get to the field and mm-hmm. him and my girl Maki. Oh, all right. All right. That sparring match, I think this is when he was about three months. He's been there for about three months because when he was sparring with them and he was a little bit better than I recall when they actually went on that mission with Maki earlier, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, his skills have really improved. And I'm thinking like, you know, it's once they got better. But then they say, oh, this is about three months since he's been at the the academy or school or anything. So when he's sparring with Maki, y'all, the scene gets good when he thinks he got her and he was about to trip her. And Maki goes right into a split, split on them hoes. It was epic to say the least. I was like, ah, that's when I was uh, one of the moments when I was on the edge of my seat. And it's like she goes into a split and then she like uses, I want to say it was like her right leg to like do a pin, kick and yes. like pin him down. And then she like hit him to show like, you know, she got the point. It's Basically, just like, no one's seeing my girl. No one's seeing her. That's what I have to say. <laughs> point blank period at that point and she's like you would have been dead so just remember that you need to stay on your p's and q's and they're going back and forth and then she's about to walk away he's like let's do it again like you know i kind of want to spar some more and then gojo of course comes down and i believe that's when he tells him and inamaki that he's gonna have was it no 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 no, sorry scratch that it was a funny moment before that it was a fun moment just, where Panda Panda kind yeah. of calls <laughs> Yuta over and was like all excited out of nowhere where they're about to start sparring again. He's like, Yuta! Calls him over and he's kind of asking them, so are you a boobs? Or was it a big boobs or little boobs? Um, yeah. And he was like, right now? That's what you're asking me? Uh, he was like, I guess big. And then Panda looks at Maki who's over there not knowing what they're talking about. I was like, you still have a chance, Maki! And she's like, what the f are you doing like what is going on right, over there? Like he's like, assuming like it's because she has like a crush on him and then he's like yes. <laughs> and then she's like don't, don't get me to beat you up because i'll do they it just, pretty much and then they start going at it and she's like you know they're messing around and then gojo comes down and then he's like oh hey yuta gonna let you know i'm sending inamaki on a mission and you're going to go with him. She, he was pretty much like he can kind of, wasn't that when he said he can handle it by himself, but you're going to go. Yeah, because he's a great two. He, yes. He's a great two, so he can handle it. But he's like going, like you said, as his like backup. Yes, yes. And he was like, because he has speech. It's called speech sorcery. I'm not sure. That's what. called speech. 
Curse speech. Thank you. He's like, because he has curse speech and everything. And just before all that happened, Utah was over here like, I still don't understand Inamaki Sensei talking to himself or Inamaki um, Inamaki san. Like, I don't, I don't quite understand him. And then he gets set up on a mission with him. He's just kind of like, okay, well, I guess they're gonna do this. Then I believe it jumps to the scene where they actually start that mission. And it's, I, I don't know what the guy's name is that's always there to kind of put up the veil for them sometimes. You're going to say the Ajichi? Ajichi. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, then he he set up, he basically was telling Inamaki and Yuta, like, hey, I'm going to set up the veil for you guys. You'll still be mm-hmm. able to get out and everything. You know, I'll kind of just be waiting for you when you get done. And they go in, but before they do go in, Inamaki goes to the store because he's kind of giving them the rundown and he disappears and he went to the store to buy some throat spray and he's bringing it with him because, you know, he does curse speech. So set the scene, you get into the veil, they're in there and you see a whole bunch of little curses and then Yuta remembers when Maki was like, oh yeah, if they're in small in number, that means they're weaker curses. So he sees a whole bunch of those. What were they? They're like little purple things. I don't, I honestly don't remember the color of them. It, he sees a whole bunch it of almost looked kind of like bats, but then it was like, how how they combined it had to be hundreds of them if not like almost a thousand it was like a whole lot yeah it was they were more than just like three like the first time when he was with maki it was yeah what you said so they had a whole bunch of those and yuta got like slightly overwhelmed and i believe at this point that's when inamaki used his curse speech i don't know what the word he said was i want to say he said explode yes that was it thank you I, I was like, it's something so simple. His power, by the way. I think, like, he has, like, one of the coolest powers. He, you know but also, what? also, shows, like, it re- can rebound on him, too. So, he has to be super careful. Very much so. So, he does have an epic one. I was like, oh, my gosh. But he did. He said the word explode. Boom. Gone. At the drop of a dime. Um, Yuta is now in shock. Like, oh, okay. I get it. Like, oh, He's like, wow. He's like, wow. He's like, amazing kind of thing. And so, this point, I think Yusa's thinking that they're done kind of thing. And they start to walk towards the outside of the veil trying to get out. And then he's like, well, we can't get out of here. And then they're just kind of saying, they're like, what's going on? Like, we don't know what to do to get out. And then all of a sudden, that's when another cursed spirit appears in there. He looked like a giant radish to me. I don't know how else to describe him. But really, I guess I'm... It almost was kind of like... It had, I see how you said that, but it also had like some elephant like characteristics too. It was just weird. I know it's been a minute since you've seen Spirited Away, but if you type in the Radish Spirit from Spirited Away, tell me he does not look like that. What what spirit? Radish, literally like the the vegetable. Type in Radish Spirit from Spirited Away and tell me he does not look like that thing in a way, but green. All right, well, Jujutsu Kaisen's is green. That's what I pictured when I saw him. Uh, typing right now. Okay. Okay, I can kind of see where you got that. No, it kind of gave that. They're definitely your like shared characteristics, and then also you can kind of tell that this is like a higher grade one because it's like it's just sitting there. Yeah, he's yeah, not attacking them, not moving or anything. And I think he said that he didn't even feel their his spiritual pressure when he first appeared there behind them. And then I also think that was the other thing too, where with during that part, you know, they because originally the only spirits that were there were the first ones. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we see like you know from the anime you know this character we see like you can tell from the back that it's like ghetto suguru and he's like mm-hmm. standing like sitting like on the bridge and you can tell that like he put that one there he did and 
to add to what you're saying with that, he also put another veil on top of that, top of the veil. Right. That's why they couldn't get out of the original veil. So they were double veiled in. And since he was the the one, Ghetto was the one who put it on there, he basically made it to where he didn't want them to get out. So you're, yeah. So they're fighting this new spirit. And he has, I don't know what his power is, but his curse power makes it seem like a big beam of light comes down. And if you're in that beam of light, it'll pretty much just destroy you. So they're dipping and dodging, trying to get out of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the first time I think he like, Inamaki like pushed you. Yeah, he pushed you to out the way. Yeah, and it got his finger and it's like, ah. And I think he used his curse speech just once. But I know they end up hiding behind the the building and they're talking. And oh no, I think he did because he had a sore throat by then. And when they were running away, he dropped his throat spray. And so they're talking behind there. Mm hmm. And Inamaki pretty much, you know, he doesn't say words. So he's saying salmon, kelp, all this stuff, pretty much telling Yuta, like, hey, you stay here. I'll go handle that. But you can also also see that he's like kind of getting at his limits with using his cursed speech and everything. And so Yuta kind of has a realization like, thank you so much, Inamaki. But I'm about to go out there. And I'm not letting you do this by yourself. So I'm about to go out there and kind of take care of this guy. I may not be the best, but I'm going to give it all I got. So you Just sit quick. Here. Did you already say how Inamaki like crushed one of his arms? No, I didn't say that. So that's that was when he... It's okay. So I know it wasn't that crazy. That was when he used his cursed speech, and that's why he was getting at his limit, because he did before they went and hid. I didn't say that, because I was a little blurred on that part. No, I get it, because like you said, it happened like immediately. Then it was like, then all the other things happened, and then his like throat spray fell, mm-hmm. and the YouTube got them both away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once him and Inamaki are talking again... And Yuta's like, I'm going to go out there. So he goes down there in front of the cursed spirit who is still just sitting in the same spot, you know, not moving. And he kind of spars with him a little bit by putting Rika's cursed energy into the katana that he has now and using that Mm -hmm. to spar against him for a little while. He's doing pretty good. I think he gets knocked down about one time. But by that time, he was able to get the throat spray that was over by the cursed spirit and throw it up to Inamaki to get that to him so he could use his cursed speech to finish him off, which is what happened. And real quick, I wanted to ask something because I don't remember. I love how we're both like, okay, do you remember when this happened? Do I remember when this happened? <laughs> do you remember when... Right. Is this also when... Because, you know, once uh, Ina, not Inamaki, once Yuta kind of gets them away so they have like a moment, mm-hmm. Inamaki's about to go back down there and he tells like Yuta to stop and he's like, you know, trying to like protect him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then is that when Yuta has like a flashback? This is like a school flashback when Panda was like telling him, you know, that oh, yes. like, yeah, he's like experienced some stuff like, you know, where a lot of people misunderstand him. So they don't really get him and they kind of see him like in a negative mm-hmm. light, even though he's like a really sweet person. And then Yuta starts thinking about how. When he, you remember when they first were about to go on the mission and Yuta was like freaking out and then. He came uh, behind him. He had a scary face. Yeah. And then he also like put his, just put his hand on him to kind of Mm -hmm. like help him kind of like chill out. And then him like telling him to kind of stay behind was him trying to protect him to really. So, you know, it's like really him that he already sees him like as a friend. Yeah. But you know, you're absolutely right. Inamaki also understood what I was going through because he kind of also experienced stuff with his cursed speech being 
kind of a blessing and a curse with him being a mm-hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen sorcerer and everything. Well, I don't know why I said the whole name like that. <laughs> but, you know, that was that scene where he had said all that stuff. And so then when it came time for him to drink the the throat spray and use his cursed speech that last time with whatever word he said, I feel like it started with a B. But I am unaware if it did or did not at this point. But he used his cursed speech, handled the cursed spirit, and they got rid of that. And then I believe the next scene that you see is... Oh, the only other thing I want to say that was really cute, because I I think this is like the first person like he officially like really made like a a bond with is like after they got rid of him and they were like, okay, we're done. And Inomaki like had his eyes closed and was smiling and had his hand out. And then they, they gave each other a high five. five. It was like, besties! It was so cute! <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cute how they did that because it was like, whoo, mission accomplished. And it was, you know, out of the, that wasn't, I think they ended up saying when they finally ended up talking about this and Gojo, they go to the next scene and talk about that. They say this cursed spirit was a, it wasn't special. I think it was like a grade two or one, like a grade one, two or I think it was one, one of those. One. Um, so a little bit higher than what Inomaki's typical level of going by himself would be so and it wasn't what they had planned on them going to do initially so for them to get that spirit taken care of with all that it was like yes but I think after that that's when um if we're not mistaken if so we'll come back and change it but then that's when Gojo comes there evaluating the scene what did you say that guy's name was again go to Gojo was apologizing saying I'm sorry I didn't realize my veil can let him out and then Gojo literally said no you were just outclassed like not in a mean way but basically saying like someone that had a higher power than you basically put another veil on that basically you would have known because it was that much stronger and then when he went to go look at it he looked at that beam where Ghetto was sitting or yeah he knew he was like I feel the spirit. <laughs> but that was exactly how it was. It kind of starts a new chapter from there. Once he figured out that's who it was that had did all that. that. But it goes to the next okay. part where Ghetto is at his his temple and everything. And you kind of see. So backstory, if you didn't know, because I didn't know. Ghetto used to be a part of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, the academy and everything and he got kicked sorcerer. out a while ago. sorcerer thank you i can't think of the word but he got kicked out because he basically cursed over a hundred people that ended up killing them unapologetically mm-hmm. normal people not not anything to basically and not in a good way so he kind of got kicked out for that so now he has his own little thing going on and so the scene is set now he's at his temple a lady comes and it's her and her daughter, and she there. I guess Ghetto's coming in late to their appointment, and he kind of comes in, bypasses them, sits down, and he's kind of like, hmm. And she's like, Mom, let's just go ahead and leave. And he basically calls her out on all the stuff that she had going on with her. He's like, You basically feel like you're being choked. There's a lot of pressure around you. You have these odd dreams that deal with explicit things happening to you and everything. Mm-hmm. And the girl's just kind of in shock, like, that's exactly what it is. And Ghetto ends up using his sorcery power to get rid of the cursed spirit, it puts it in a little ball and she literally moves her shoulder. She's like, wow, I feel a lot better already. And the people end up leaving. Mind you, Ghetto, I think he's just, no, I don't think, he is just doing this just to save face with the public for whatever reason because he talks about them afterwards and calls them monkeys and pretty much making them But that's so like thing. In Japan, 
are there no other negative connotations you can have for someone? Because it's like, it's always a monkey. If you think about a show, like any show, like, you know, even like memes that you might have seen from shows that you don't even watch. Like, it's like, why does it always go the monkey? That's what my question is. You know, I'm not sure because, you know, they have a lot of areas in Japan that have like swarms of monkeys. So I don't know what it is about it. There has to be a history behind this. Right. And then he showed like, remember when he was talking about, well, no, you're not there yet. Go ahead. You know, like the last episode we were talking about eyes and put on the face. But, you know, this guy is really great at putting on a face because it was like, like, (laughs) oh, no problem. I just... You know, I'm all, I'm always here. You can always come back. Like, yeah. this is what I do. And then he was like, ugh, give me, someone give me, the, someone give me the 99% hand sanitizer. It was like, dang, <laughs> you didn't even touch them like that. You did not. He, his exact words were a filthy monkey who can't even use jujitsu. I was like, oh, oh okay. Right. So that's what we're doing. We're switching up 360. But he, yeah. So that's what ghetto ends up doing then i guess his assistant comes this part was when it was well you let me know whenever you want to cut in but i'll just keep going but this part was when they were going to a meeting and i guess he was about to meet the rest of his group he kept calling him his family and everything and he's going there and this older guy ends up coming to him and his assistant that's walking with them and saying why haven't you got rid of these cursed spirits on me and everything and he basically looks at the assistant and be like how much has he paid and she was like, well, he hasn't donated in about like six months. And he was like, oh, if you're out of money, then I can't help you. And he, sna- I think he snapped his finger or did something. And the cursed spirits that were ho- um, hovering over this guy ended up killing him right on the spot, right in the middle of the hallway. And then he walks into no. the meeting like it's nothing. That's right. Right before he did that, like you said, when he was basically berating him and was like, if you ain't got money, I don't got protection. And uh, 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 hello? Because it seems like, you know, for people who don't have it, he gets rid of their curse because then he can swallow it and use it. But for people yes. who have money, he uses, it seems like he doesn't fully treat them maybe so he can get all the money he can out of them. Because, you know, if yes. he wanted to, he could have got rid of those curses from that guy. But yeah, because he didn't, it's like, maybe he was like, I'm trying to think, have you seen Noragami? Yes. I don't know if you remember this, but in season two, do you remember how like, Okay, so Bishamon, the god that had, like, the goddess or god, whatever, that had beef with, like, Yato. Now you know. She had long hair, and she always wanted to kill him because she wasn't, she kind of didn't, she was blaming him for something, and she didn't really know the full story. But basically, I bring that up is because, like, I don't know if you remember this, but the doctor that was, like, one of her spirits, not spirits, I forgot what they're called, but, you know, one of the people in her family. Mm-hmm. And fully treating people he was just kind of like uh bad or because he was like wicked and trying to use people he would give the medicine to kind of like get their symptoms to die down but he wasn't like yeah. fully treating them that's what this kind of yeah. made me think about or maybe it was like to get all the money he could out of him he would maybe like lighten it and maybe let's say like we don't know if this happened but like like you know maybe Let's say he put like another baby one on him. So then when it would grow again, he would come back and be like, oh, like, so it's bad. get rid of it for me. Right. Something like that. But then I think also this is when he did them because then they would talk about the monkey thing. And then when this guy came in, they showed like those monkey statues. And he was like, there are monkeys, you know, who are basically useful for money and useful for curses. And you're the first. 
And if you ain't got that money, like you said, Bye. it's done. It's a wrap for you. Your time with me is over. My time with you, well, wait, you know what I mean. You serve no purpose. Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> it's what he basically was telling them. But I think after that... Um, oh, it jumps. It ju- oh, oh, okay. I remember what happens after that. It jumps to the scene where they're back at Jujutsu, the academy, the um, regular academy, and Ghetto ends up just making an appearance there because uh, Gojo was oh, talking to the principal after their thing, right after their little family meeting, where he was like, "Y'all, we about to uh, go to this next level," and then pretty they much show when up. Ghetto was mm-hmm. right. And it was ironic because that was the same moment that Gojo was talking to the principal about Ghetto. And then they were like, speak of the devil. They walk outside and guess who's out there conversating with Utah and Maki Panda and Unumaki. And Ghetto. Yeah, having to be Ghetto, who rode in on a big pigeon. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and then it, well, just can continue. Then I'll say something else. Because they're like, You're, you know, okay. the bird kind of like transforms. And it's like, how can it do both? That was weird. I was kind of grossed out when it opened its mouth and let the rest of his quote unquote ghetto's family out. I said, now that is a ghetto way of traveling. No, thank you. <laughs> it was just, it was not. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you couldn't do better than that. You got to put him in the mouth of the bird, but I digress. Anyways, they end up getting out. They were talking and uh, ghetto's obviously infatuated with Utah, basically saying, I want to make a new world where we get rid of. He literally said, like, I want to make a new world where we get rid of anyone that doesn't have jujutsu powers, you know, cleanse it, just have jujutsu sorcerers, or not jujutsu sorcerers, but just have those that are sorcerers. I feel like those aren't the exact but words. That's, that's what he said. Yeah, he said if they're not sorcerers, then you're getting killed. Pretty much. They're like swine to the rest of the world, Earth. And then... Utah looked at him like he was crazy, but it really wasn't until he assaulted his friends because he said, oh, look, a panda, a man-made, um, he said something about He's like a panda, and then he said, for Inamaki, I think he was just talking about the cursed spirit thing. Then he said, like, someone was a descendant of someone who was, like, really powerful, and then he called mm-hmm. Maki the Zen and Clan's failure. Exactly. That was where he kind of, like, that's where Utah was like, oh. That was rude. I don't know why he did my girl like that. Just because she ain't got because he cursed spirits just like you all can. She ain't a uh, Zen in class failure. So watch your mouth next time. Get up. And they suck anyway. So it's just like they just couldn't take a bad bitch. That's not her fault. That's like wanting to be a part of the. <laughs> the way you laugh. The what I was about to say was completely <laughs> out of line for the time it is, but I don't feel guilty. Okay, if you don't it, text me. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Look at the... <laughs> so I didn't feel bad about thinking it. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I was like basically saying, "Oh, you're not a part of this family," just like they said to those folks. But right. anyways, I was like, let me not jump on those toes right now since she just passed away. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> I, I Wait, that t- TikTok sound. We do not care. Exactly. But yeah. Basically. Oh, you you want to go now? Um, sure I can. Uh so like you said, he uh uh Yusuf's like, I really don't know what you're talking about. And also when um all the other teachers come out, and I don't know if they're all mm. instructors, they like squat it up. So we see uh maybe. Oh, because that's what happens. Okay. It, it, it didn't happen yet. So like you said, um, 
he was basically like, I want you and your, you and your uh, cursed spirit are on another uh, level. Join me, join our side. We're going to get rid of everyone. And then he was like insulting his friends. And he was like, first, I don't really get what you're saying. Because I mean, to hear that is wild. Like, kill everybody. Because most people yeah. aren't jujutsu sorcerers. So it would be literally At killing every. It would be killing the vast majority of the population. And you then, maybe have like 10% left at right. that point. Maybe. And then he was like, and before that, let's say I even did rock with that. You insulted my friends. And anyone who does that, they're on my shit list. So I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. I'm not going to do it. And uh, I'm not here for it. Don't play us. And then, you know, he was kind of, I think this, I think he was still trying to, like I said, he either, this either was right, right before Yuta responded or right after, but Gojo like shows up and he's like, um, what are you trying to say to my student? Mm, what you are. Right. So then you see like, and then you see, you know, he kind of, I will say though, the way that he said, uh, Gojo's name was cute, but I don't remember how you said it. He was like, oh hey he was like uh Satoru it was really cute I was like you still bad adorable moment Uh, (laughs) but um yeah so it wasn't just and it was like Gojo the principal our man Nanami um some other people we haven't seen and we also saw uh, I want to say is it's either Mai Mai or Mei Mei but you know the one who is all the uh the hot girl who's all about the cash and she has like that braid hey, with the hair. blue hair like the braid in front of her um face i loved her even more after i saw the movie just saying that not that i didn't love her but i was like Ooh. bitch you bad uh, i love her but yeah so basically they basically they squatted up and um guess what was like you know we could do this right now and then they had that big bird turn into like a really ugly curse spirit but then was one of yes. they were like I think they're like like twin girls they're like fifteen and um one of them was like the sh- the crepe shop about to close and he was like oh they really wanted this they really want some crepes so we finna go but before I go I'm gonna let y'all know December twenty fourth pre- be prepared because in these two cities I know one was Shinjuku but I forgot maybe the other one was Kyoto uh, Kyoto. Kyoto yeah um I'm gonna release like it was some. Maybe I don't know if they in both places it was like a thousand mm-hmm. curses or if it was like one had a thousand and one I think it was both had a thousand. Both had Something. a thousand, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna let y'all know that's what's happening. And then um they fly away on the bird. <laughs> oh that goddamn bird. Sorry, it's just so funny because you make no this funny. big threat and then you fly away at a big ass pigeon. You I don't know. It wasn't. It made me laugh every time. It's like I can't take you seriously when you flopping away like that. <laughs> but okay. No, it was funny. But yes. Um, continue. Sorry. Okay. So now this is when you're gonna have to help me. So after oh, yeah. that, what happened? Um, the part he flew away on the bird, said his threats and everything, and then um, you have them have a strategy meeting right there about um what they're gonna do for December twenty fourth. Um, it was really short and sweet for that part. And then you see them kind of go towards, um, it kind of really just jumps right into, it literally jumps right into. So then, like you said, it's just kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is where other people are going to be, that kind of thing. And then it's, and then you see, like you said, I remember then school was like canceled for the week. 
Yeah, and then it's and Maki and Yuta. Yeah, Maki and uh, Yuta. And he was like mm-hmm. in the classroom and she was like, what you doing in here? And <laughs> also, I just love, it's so cool how flexible she is because I really, I don't know if you know this, this but like when she sat, sat down on the desk, it was like, she like immediately was like in a crisscross. It's like, how did you even do that? My bitch is bad. My bitch cool. My do stuff that you wish you cool. You're funny. But um <laughs> my girl for life. But anyway, so they're like talking and kind of talking about what's like going on. And I think this is really, you know, I think obviously she has already started seeing him as a friend, but I think this is like, you know, when they really were getting into it. And yes, it was um so cute. It was. And then, so they were talking, you know, and this is when he was like putting things together. Like when she was doing things, she was like trying to, it was because, you know, that kind of brought up like mm-hmm. sore spots for her. So like the last name thing, when she was like, don't call me my last name. And I, I think I, I forgot if it was me or you who talked about this, but we both forgot about this. But when he was asking, when they were sparring, when they took a break and he was asking if she had any techniques for getting like cursed energy into a sword. Oh, yeah. And this is when she says, like, and he realizes why it was a sore spot because, you know, we know that she can't see out without outside of when she doesn't have the glasses on, she can't see mm-hmm. her spirits. And then, you know, he's talking about basically validating her and, you know, being a good friend and, you know, like saying, like, like that doesn't make her weak or, you know, that doesn't make her, like, less than, like, he's still, you know, I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he said that he wants to be like her. Like, he, like, looks up to her. And then we see, like, Oh, and then is it is that when she like kind of turns away and then she's like, okay, well I'll see you later, or says something, or like she says something like quick to like leave. She she did. And then she, and like, she did because. And then we see her she, blushing, and then we see her flashback where because she didn't have a she couldn't see cursed spirits or had cursed energy. Um, like her family was calling her a failure, and her mom says she wished she wasn't born. Like f you, ho. Like you're so. Ugh, why would you? Like it was just like. That's not all that matters. And what are you doing? We don't see you out here in the streets. You're not the the badass one. You're not the icon. Like, anyway. Right, you just like her sister where, you know, not fully blaming her sister because it's like, you know, internalized misogyny. But because Maki wanted to do more with her life than to serve men. Hello. Okay. For the people in the back. Like... Um, and then, you know, other people are like talking down on her. I was like, Oh, you don't want to be like her, like stay away from her. So, you know, we see like how that impacted her as a child and like seeing her crying. So to have someone who genuinely wants to be like her and looks up to her and like, sees like, and although, you know, we know her other friends do that too, you know, maybe that's not something that was voiced, you know, it's like, you could kind of see, like you said earlier, where, you know, she's about to have a soft moment and then she tries to harden up where she's, you know, trying to push it out her mind. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. no, no like let, let your friends tell you how they care about you and how like you know you're that girl with needing the glasses or not it doesn't matter that doesn't take away from like who you are you know, and you being an icon so that was really cute ah it was an adorable time i love anything maki and then um and that's the other i will say the other thing i know we're not to the end but we're almost there so then you know they're about to, and it's like, I don't even know, think Maki gets back to her room before they Mm-mm. realize. Wasn't it no, like, you, then, see, you literally see a zoom in of Ghetto, like at the school saying, okay, let's get this party started, putting down the veil. And then you see Yuta looking out the window and you see her like walking down the hallway, kind of like, what the hell's going on? Yep. They felt it. And then they like flashed to where Gojo and everyone's like on the front lines and Kyoto and Shibuya about to fight, um, 
all those other oh Shinjuku people. Shinjuku yeah and that's when you see that and the only with the only part that I remember clear was uh, they're about to start fighting and everything and then Gojo just kind of sitting there like this is a flashy guy since he knows Ghetto so well he's like he's a flashy guy why is he not here on the front lines that's what's going on and then that's when I do not know this guy's name, but he's the one that wears the glasses that put up the veil for Inumaki and you to the first time. Gichi? Gichi. Yes. Thank you. Him. He comes and tells Gojo Ijichi. something. Say it one more time. I think it's Ijichi. Let's just say that. And sorry, it's not. That's the best way I can pronounce it. <laughs> Ijichi. Him. But you see him tell Gojo something and then Gojo puts like two and two together and then he realizes very quickly before the fight even starts, like, oh, the reason why he's not here is because he's at the school with Yuta and um, Maki and stuff. And so he takes Panda and Inamaki and, like, does his jujutsu sorcery to transport them right away. He said, go to the school, protect them with your life. Like, just protect them until I get there. I'll be there as soon as I finish this fight. And that's when he kind of sends them. And then the guy he's about to fight, that's part of Ghetto's family or whatever, um, he's like, oh, how do you figure out so soon? Like, oh, I guess we got to step up the plan. And those two girls you were talking about that were twins. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, they're in the mouth of another animal once again. Yeah, that was, it's so weird. <laughs> they're just chilling in there. Like, are you not suffocating from that bad breath? Like, I would have passed out from that. <gasps> like, Goodbye. I- <laughs> but that's what you see them in the mouth. And then um, you hear them basically tell them like, all right, we're going to step up the plan. Come on out, girls. Uh, and so then they come out to join the front line but um, I think from there that's when we go to Ghetto's part you go back to the like when he's fighting Maki and Yuta yeah 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 yeah. you jump back scene to where he's fighting Maki and Yuta and they're kind of going at it and I think Maki ends up getting uh, severely hurt Um, I think Maki no no yeah Maki gets no no yeah Maki does get really hurt and by that time um Yuta, I don't know why, this is a little crazy for me, but he was still sitting in the classroom and he ends up going outside and then that's when Panda and Unumaki and all them, he sees like, I don't want to say dismembered or anything, but like all of them kind of hurt because Panda and Unumaki saw Maki messed up on the ground first and then... um, They came, uh, like you said, Gojo sent them, so then they mm -hmm. tried and then, Mm -hmm. you know, I also feel like, you know, it was to egg um, Yuta on. I do, I agree with you. Because um, Ghetto now is like, you know, at first he wanted them both, but now he's like, wait, what if I just take Rika? Why do I have to, like he said, I don't have to have you alive anymore. I'll just take her. I can swallow her power up like I did with everyone else. And then I'll have a special curse spirit on my side. That's all I really need. He was like, hate to have to do this to you, but you got to go now. And then I do think how you said Gojo basically egged him on with that because then he sees all of their bodies um, messed up on the ground and everything when he finally comes out of the building. I just don't know why he was in the building for so long. Like, I know he heard that noise like Maki did. So I just thought he was going to come out before then. But that's not how they set the premise of how this was going to go. So I don't fight them on what they did. But when he does come out and he sees them down there, he basically kind of like snaps. That was his breaking moment. He calls upon Rika. I was going to say, and then like you said, isn't this the moment when he basically, to make sure that he defeats him, he uh try, makes a deal with her. Um, to like sacrifice his life. Yeah, like he gets to that point. Like at the beginning of the fight, he doesn't do that part yet. He just called her. But then when he gets, oh, to the point, mm-hmm. no, you're like right there. But yeah. when he gets to the point where he's like at his wit's end and he basically needs her power, that's when he does make that deal with her and like 
I'll join you after. Did you uh, talk about when he when he uh, he used Rika to like scoop all of them up? No, no, no I wasn't at that part yet. Um, I was at Go the ahead. part. No, no, you're fine. Um, but when he first started fighting Ghetto, when he kind of snapped, was when he didn't mm-hmm. ask Rika for her power or anything like that. And then he's fighting him. And then that is right after, like, in between that scene is when he does have Rika pick up all three of them and drop them off in, like, a secluded, nice area at one of the buildings. And at that moment, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because Rika's, well, Rika's, it's not crazy. It's understandable. But Rika's jealous of Maki, even though she's passed out and on her deathbed damn near almost. And she's she like, like, no, it's you! Yeah, she's and like, then, not fair, not fair! And I'm like, ah! Woof! And uh, Yuta's like, okay, now, now look, she has saved my life. We can, Ooh. we are not doing, this is my friend. And then, you know, she's like, I don't want you to hate me. I'm sorry. And, you know, he's like, I don't hate you. He's just like, you know, this is, this is a friend. And, you know, but the uh, way, yo, T, the way he looked at her when he said it, it was kind of the look of, put her down now. You know, when you're in the no, door, Oh, your mom, yes. <laughs> I was like that. It was that look. Because when I saw it, I was like, damn, you t- I didn't know you had it in you. But you do. I, that, because, that got me. No, because like you said, you know, he's at this point where like, and I love stories like this, you know, when it's like friends to like the point of family. Like, these are his people. If there's yes. three people he play about... <laughs> Is that and then, <laughs> and then I think also, and they might say this a little later, but again, we said this all blends together, so I guess it don't matter now. Um, <laughs> how like the little kind of thing that I don't even know how you describe it, but that like clear kind of force field looking thing, I think actually helped heal them. Oh, oh no! Oh. What he did, his power that he used on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. No, you're right. I think he got him out of the critical stage of being like near death to just being stable right. enough until someone helped him. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But yeah, so then he basically told her to put it down. She brings Maki over real quick and gives it to her Utah. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, don't hate me. Yeah. Do you hate me? No, I'm sorry. It was like, damn. Um, and then that's when I'm pretty sure that's when he, um, is that when he makes the deal? with? Yeah, that's when he makes the deal mm. with um with uh Rika. Rika basically saying um I hate this man so much and he was like Rika's like oh if you hate him then I hate him mm-hmm. and then he's like you know what I need like basically let me your power that's when I think I got that line from because I knew it was coming up somewhere mm, right Whew, boy and then the fight goes from there baby um what happened the, is that when they fight or is this when they Goes about to square up with like Miguel because he already was like, You're my opponent. And then we see like, so we see none of like, we see some of the other cursed like Jujutsu sorcerers we haven't seen before, as well as some like older students. And they're Mm -hmm. fighting. Some are doing really good. Some are kind of like struggling a bit. And then we see this group of, I think, I'm pretty sure they were students because they call, I want to say they called um, Nanami like Nanami Sensei. Mm-hmm. Um and then like it seemed like one of the students just got killed and they just kind of were like uh and then the girl was the girl of the group because it was like a girl and two guys she was about to try and I was like are you sure girl because y'all just kind of had to just look <laughs> um and then Nanami's basically just like I got this because it's Nanami like ugh. we talked about him was it last week yeah well we had the same husband it's just like. For so many reasons. And this is just a pleasant reminder of why he is. And you know, he goes in and does his thing quick as always. 
You know, he gives, not only is it a quantity, a short quantity, because he ain't trying to work like that, but also you always are going to get quality. <laughs> when you mentioned that about Nanami, when you're talking about Maymay, uh, I was saying the funny thing is when you said that about Nanami and you, we were talking about Maymay earlier when she was doing her mm-hmm. little fight scene, she basically was like, okay, I worked enough for overtime right now. Let's see. I think she was saying like, let's see how much more I can do to see if I can get that bonus or something. Um, yeah, that's the next thing I was gonna say too. Like you said, then we, because oh, okay. like you know, in the anime, we don't get to see her talk, uh, fight. We just kind of get to see, like you know, how she's obviously an important like figure, and like some of her opinions. And at the end, she gives Gojo information for money, and it's like, period. She said, "You want this info? Run me the cash. Make sure it the wire goes through." Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, so like you said, we actually get to see her fight for the first time. And she like, I guess like there was a, they had a certain number that a minimum number they had to get. Uh-huh, and I 50. think she said that was 50. And then she's mm-hmm. like, let's see how many more I can get to see what this bonus going to look like. I know that's right, yeah. girl. She said, you think I do this for free? Uh, no. She, that was, I was here for it. I was like, girl, every time I see you, you get more and more iconic. Go ahead with your bad acts. I didn't know what she actually fought with. I can't stand you. <laughs> you. You acted like you didn't say it either. That was the thing. <laughs> Just bypass it. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So then after that, I feel like it went to Gojo. Or because um, I think what see. happened is like the twins did the twins kind of corner a Gigi and he was about to fight. Yes. Someone yes, was yes. about to fight the twins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are. You're. You're right about that. Um. And, and then they got like distracted and stuff. Right. And then they got like distracted because it was like an explosion or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was Gojo. And then that's when you go to Miguel and Gojo's scene where they start doing that. He's talking about his whip. And he's like, Do you know how long it took these people, my family, to make this whip for me? Made of curse power or whatever. Yeah. That's when it goes and to Gojo's that scene. like, yeah, let's get to it. Cause I gotta get to my students. He be- so oh my um God, I'm here for let's it. get to getting. No, and, and then you know it's a lot of like back and forth at first, and then that there's that that one scene where Gojo like does like a fifty punch combo, like yes, Lord, just let him know. And then you know when he um when he's fighting Miguel, and in the middle of that scene, another cursed scare that's really large comes out of nowhere to his right, and he all he does is put his hand up, spew his curse energy, destroys him, and then it goes to Gagichi, and he's like. Oh hell, Gojo done snapped, y'all. No, he's like, oh no, he really snapped. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, so yo, it's it was so cute. And I don't yeah. know when and I think we might have missed this part, or maybe I dreamt this. I don't know because what? I took a, I watched it this morning, then I was tired and I took a nap. <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't a doctor in it at some point? A doctor? Oh yeah, we, we haven't got to that part yet. Oh, that was later. Great. Okay. I just wanted to mention, I don't even remember what she did. I just wanted to make sure that we didn't forget her, but that's fine. You said it's later. You're literally, you're gonna- literally right there where it happens. They, they literally scan to her. You literally are right there. So you didn't dream it. Um, they get to that point and it just shows her with all the people that are getting hurt and everything. No, you're right. Right. Yeah. Cause we see that other kind of, she look. It's, I think this lady is like, on the same level of a Gigi, and then at the end of yeah, season one, hair. when uh, the trio, yeah, when the trio went on a on a mission, she was like their like handler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
The funny thing is, the lady that's the doctor, I don't know. Um, I don't know if she was a part of the trio back in the day when Ghetto... Um, Ghetto yeah, but yeah, um, you you were right. She was the student that was she? in school with them at the same time. Oh yeah. my gosh, look at They bringing them all together. And I won't say much more because I think in the anime... The so there's a a, a arc of get uh not ghetto there's a well it's he's a part of Gojo's past but there's an arc about Gojo's past mm-hmm. so hopefully um we see that uh introduced more at the beginning of season two ooh I'm excited so see more of them, like you know when they were younger and all that so that's cute but yeah it's her and like you said I, I somehow I missed it maybe I like blinked when that when she said that and on, like on the subtitles but like you said when she made it seem the way that she said that Gela was giving like them making issues for them. It was clear that she knew him when you say it like in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wasn't sure, but I was like, she just seemed like she a little too stressed out by this man right here for her not to know right. him in some way, shape or form. Right. So. And then like with the fight with Miguel, you know, obviously Gojo's Gojo. So, I mean, it's obvious who won. And I think it's also cool to like, because we haven't seen Gojo fight like a whole lot so far. Um, it just kind of like coming back to that moment when, um, so, you know, when he was fighting Miguel and I think, I don't know if Miguel was trying to throw punches or it was like with the rope and it was like, it wouldn't even touch him. So then it reminded me of like, remember when he fought that cursed spirit that thought, thought he was that girl, but he wasn't. Um, and then Gojo was like, try to touch my hand. Come on. And then, you know how it's like that infinity <laughs> around him where you can't even touch him. Yes. So it kind of made me think about that. But yeah, that was a really good fight. It was. Um, it was. On the that, oh, and then that's the other thing we see. We see some of the, for those who've seen the anime, there. Uh, there's another jujutsu school in, is it, is, where's that one in? I don't know where the other school is. I can't think of it now. But it's like in a d- different uh, area, part of Japan. It's a different city. Like it's like a far, it's not it's like at least I remember a- him mentioning it too when he was like we're gonna call all the sources from this school this one this one in that area I just don't recall what it was so the other students from Kyoto Jujutsu High that's where it is oh, um so we see Maki sister- right um mm-hmm. so we see Maki's sister Mai we see Miwa that's the one with the blue hair we see mm-hmm. Mekamaru we see um I want to say his name is Kamo, like the one that kind of seems like the leader to kind of get everybody together. I can't remember the name of the girl who flies with a broom and has like ponytails. Oh, the one that was a witch. Yeah. And then Kamo's trying to get everybody together and it's like, okay, so we're going to this next. And he's like, where's Toto? And they're like, you're going to find them. And of course, Toto, as usual, is rampaging. Uh, <laughs> and then he shows up and and he's like, "Where? You? don't go off on your, by yourself. He said, look, my girl about to be in the special at eight o'clock. I gotta be done by then. And then everyone kind of gives him that face, like, please. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and um oh because we went you know? away from a useless fight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. So basically, you know, the fight with ghetto and Yuta's been going on for a second, and it comes mm-hmm. to the point where um basically Yuta has a kind of a sentimental moment with Rika and it's pretty much saying, Rika, thank you for like loving me. Thank you for being with me all this time. And mm-hmm. kind of just thank you for being by my side. And he says, could you lend me your power one last time? Because at that moment, Ghetto had pulled out his, I guess, most 
powerful moves by pulling, I forgot what it was. He called on like a cursed spirit that's supposed to be really powerful. And he had like a big Mm -hmm. ball of black energy that was above him. So he had like something really strong that's about to come. So then that's when you to ask um, Rita for her help. And when he did that, the only reason I think that he did that was for two reasons. One, because Ghetto egged him on to the point. It was like, good thing I'm going to kill you before you actually learn to bring out Rika's true power. And I was like, mm, you messed up by saying that because now he know he got one more move up his sleeve. And then once he said that and, and you had to talk with Rika is when she was like, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I love you, you too. I love you. And it opened mm. up her true power because you see her kind of transforming. You see her eyes and like her whole body kind of does like a morphing thing. Um, and so that's when you see them kind of go at it for like the last, the last battle or last uh, strike kind of thing. And in that moment, it's a huge explosion and ghettos pretty much left. Well, he had the time of his life, I would say, um, to the point he's like, this is the world I want with just Jujutsu Kaisen or with just sorcerers and everything. Um, right. You see him kind of holding on. I think he lost an arm and he's just kind of holding it and sliding across the wall mm-hmm. trying, to, mm-hmm, trying to like get away. He ends up just stopping somewhere and then huh, that's when Gojo with his fine self coming with no eye patches and nothing on comes and sees him and I just remember Ghetto being like you're late as if he like expected him to <clears throat> excuse me to be there and everything but what I found really cute about this ep or these parts and tell me let me know if I'm like skipping anything or missing anything was that mm-hmm. you can you obviously know that um Gojo and Ghetto have known each other for a while or they were friends back in the day and everything but um he pretty uh, Gojo pretty much tells him like, "Oh, I didn't expect you." Like I said, those two students there because I still had faith in you that you weren't going to kill uh, a student of Jujutsu High from the person that I used to know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he, Ghetto was actually really worried about his his family that he had now created because I remember him asking Ge- um, Gojo like, "Oh, is my family okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, every man, one of them actually managed to escape from us somehow unscathed." And it just kind of shows like, oh, you still had a heart for certain aspects. You were not good by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the darkness turned, but it was like you still had a caring side for what you found to be important to you, which I thought was like, if only you didn't want to destroy everyone else in the world um, and kind of right. have that love to share with everyone else. This wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation. And do you want to tell this part? Or do you want me to say it? Him and Gojo, Ghetto and Gojo are talking and. Um, you don't hear what Gojo says to Ghetto after this. As you just see him mouth it. Yep, and then that's how you know that Gojo, you know, kind of sent Ghetto to another place. That's what I meant. So Ghetto is no more, and it shows kind of flashbacks of him and Gojo's relationships back in the day, like maybe two or three clips of old photos of them. And I was just like. Ugh. It hurt, even though he was bad. I was like, it hurt because I feel like Gojo got involved and it was like a friendship that they once had that turned sour or turned to the point to where it was like, we can't go back after what you've done. Maybe I closed my eyes for a second at that that part because I didn't remember. The last thing I saw was him (laughs) say something to him and it was muted, but I didn't see Ghetto disappear. I kind of remember a light though. So they they alluded to Now, I could be very wrong. But they alluded to it when seeing that he was that Gojo had to kill him. The only or, thing I will say died. though is that 
If he did, so let's say if he did die, then that means he came back because we know in the anime that he's in the anime. That's why I was confused at it because when you see it, you see him mouth the stuff, but then um, I know you see what after he mouths that thing, um, the last things that Ghetto says was something like, at least send me out with a curse at my end or something like that. He alluded to, like, at least send me out with something. He made it seem like this is going to be it for me. You could at least do it better than that. That's the only reason I assumed that um, he had died, but I don't know. It just, that's how they No, did. you're right. So this is what it says. It says, mm-hmm. Gojo comes across a dying ghetto and it is revealed that the two have been best friends before a ghetto's <laughs> ideology drove them apart. Gojo thanks Ghetto for intentionally sparing the students, then says last words to Ghetto that are unrevealed to the audience before ending his life. So, yes, Aye. you're right. But then we know he comes back because uh, he the in anime. the anime. Okay, that's that's why I asked you, where is this movie set? Because I was like, I don't know Ghetto, but I'm right. pretty sure he's in the anime at some point in time. But he can't just go in a movie. No, and it's like, you see him in anime, you know, he's the one who's like the leader of the curse. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was like, wait a minute now. But, um, yeah, then you, you just said, see, unless there's, unless they got a twin, ghetto and meadow. Goodbye. <laughs> see, you couldn't even take yourself. <laughs> I, did, I didn't take myself serious after that one. Woo, but, but then, uh, you know, yeah, go point, ahead. it was when, um, all the students are like together and they see like, um, Rika's original form, like what mm-hmm. she looked like when she was a human, mm-hmm. and then that's when uh, Gojo comes up and he is like, basically, like, hey, my babies, and uh, <laughs> they're like, who is that? I guess they never saw him with his hair down or his eyes out. I just want to say the eyes out. No, his eyes yeah. always covered, or even with. So I guess at this point, they didn't even know what his eyes looked like, and he was like, I'm your lovable sensei, and they all were kind of looking like, uh. He, he didn't even say, he said like super handsome, lovable, this and that. Like he boosted himself up. He always got to put, you know, extra on there. Uh, I was like, sir, calm down. Yeah, that's basically what he says. And um, then I feel like he said something to Yuta, but I don't remember what he said because he, when he was still being kind of silly. And then, so then, you was know, it, I don't remember if you, go ahead. Was it him? Oh no, not him? that. It wasn't okay. real. Okay. Yeah. Then he says, I, th- I don't know if, and you can fill this in, he already kind of said bye to Rika. You know, this happened as Gojo was telling him. Here we go. So then they were talking, about, Gojo was talking about how, like, to really help uh, Yusa find out some more. Because, you know, he's they, usually there's, like, a basis for why people have, like, curse. <gasps> That's something else real quick I wanted to touch on. Because I don't remember if we talked about it. See, and I was, of course, I was listening. But, you know, when it's, like, so much was happening, I don't know if you mentioned this. But did you mention when Ghetto and, and I think this really speaks to not on not only how strong like Rika is as a curse, but that Yuda has to have more than just being more than just her. Like he has like a lot of natural elements of like skill that also will have to you know that usually to have that level you would have to have like some type of mm-hmm. family connections. Like, for example, like with mm-hmm. the curse speech, you're like you know. Someone like Gojo, it seems like, you know, it's not just like, oh, I was the first of my kind, that type of thing. Yeah. But um, it seems like, I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember if you said, touched on this, but when he was getting serious, well, he always was serious, but I don't remember, I think this, I don't remember if this was right before he saved his friends and took them up or right after, but Rika, he was like, Rika, let's do the thing. 
and then he used Inamaki's technique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell it. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, it's okay. I just remember it, and I was like, "Did we touch on that?" Mm-hmm. But yeah. So he got like a speaker, like a megaphone, and then he's and then uh, Ghetto like freaked out, or he like his eyes open, and because you on the side you could see it had like the the seal that's like on. I think on Inamaki. I don't know if like what's on his cheeks and his tongue make it or if it was just like what was on his tongue. But he was like, what's he was like, he saw it and he was like, he hasn't even been there a year and he can use Inamaki's uh, family technique where that's like if you in the family, you can do it. So that speaks to to, like the curses, uh, Rika's power as a curse, as well as there had to be some else with you. So I thought that was really cool because it was just like we never really seen someone use someone else's like especially when it's like that specific of a technique it's it's that shows like you know right that shows you know i did i I don't know how it was funny i i literally did too but i was like wait did we talk about that but i thought it was really cool cute too how after he did it he was like unamaki's so strong because you know he was like my throat he like got like how much that out of him Mm -hmm. um but yeah back to the end and Gojo was talking about, like, you know, he went into Rika and Yuta's past, and he found out that, oh, this is when he did the cute thing. Okay. He, then it wasn't really, in, you know, with Rika, her little background check went pretty simple. You know, there wasn't really anything, but for Yuta's, he, it took them longer, and when they finally, and then this goes back to when Ajichi told him something, and we didn't hear it, mm-hmm. but we saw, like, Gojo's eyes go wide, mm-hmm. and he finds out that, I don't remember the let me see if I have the man's name or who it is real quick. The name of the clan or? Well, it wasn't the, I was like the name of the actual person because he didn't say like the clan, but he said he, he names like a legendary sorcerer. Um, and he says that that can... like a Utah's in that family line. And he, then he was like, Oh, that makes us uh distant relatives. And then he was like being silly about it. And he was like, yay. Oh, um, oh I remember the guy's name. Um, it was you can Sugawara, say. Sugawara, something with the M. Yeah, I remember the M too. It's like maybe Michizane. Michi, there you go. Michi, I just looked it up. I had to look up that part. I was like, I can't remember the other. No, that's fine. And then, like you said, after he tells him that, so Yusa's like, what? Like, you know, he had no <laughs> idea. And then, um, he kind of confirms what Yusa was, uh, what they kind of were thinking that it wasn't that Rika cursed Yuka. Yuka. It wasn't that Rika cursed Yuta. Yuta cursed Rika because, and then they, we do uh, our last flashback of the movie, mm-hmm. and then Yuta's like, "Wait!" And then he remembers how when it happened, and um, he saw her, you know, her body, like in the after she got hit by a car, and he was like, "Don't die! Don't die! Don't die! Don't die! Don't die!" And then that's when we see like the kind of like blood seep to like his feet, and like that's how she like became like a cursed spirit. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like wild how like, you know, he didn't even know. He just thought, you know, he was just like trying to deal with like the trauma of seeing that happen. And he's like what bonded, th- like kind of like extended their time together. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that, that's when he like goes to her. Cause you know, we, they see like, like her human form and then, you know, he either goes to her, or she like comes to him because like Go- Gojo's like, you know, with what you did, you kind of, you severed it because you were the one who made the curse. And then, um, 
Rika like thanks him and says that um yeah he's the best uh you know she's so thankful for this extra time with him and this is like the best time of her life like he she felt you know she was more thankful for this time than even when she was alive and uh so it was really sweet and really sad but it also kind of feels like he just you know with all this that you know because they say like if he doesn't but see i think that's before he knew that he had some cursed energy stuff so i don't think it's just gonna end there you know yeah where it's like because it's not just like she wasn't his only source of power so he'll it's clear that he's still gonna be like a sorcerer so then i'm pretty sure that's how it ends and i do and i did remember i don't remember i think it was during this part when gojo like gave him his id back and then he was like oh thank you sensei did you find it and he was like no not me and he was like my best friend (laughs) that kind of got me it did me too it did and then was that it for the movie and then there was a post credit scene um, that was yeah. So that was it for the movie. And then they showed where they were in the was was in Kenya. Yes, where Miguel and everything with the food, and then Gojo just kind of comes. And he up was like, "Oh, this is good seasoning." Ah! Go off. He was like, "This is tasty." And then um, I I hope that somehow they show us like how he got how that. like they their connect right their connection because remember he was on Ghetto side. That's how that's how I was so confused. I was like, did. Did you just switch sides or did Miguel and him? I said, I don't know what happened for those two to end up together there. But. And it seemed like they were uh, cooling. And then he turns around and he, and then it's like, someone's like, what's up? And he's like, sensei. Well, before he says that, it's clear Miguel still has beef. Cause he's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. He, he said, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here for you being here. And then. Right. And then Yuta's just like surprised. And then um, I'm pretty sure that's it. And if we miss something, yeah. you know, it's important too. But we got the gist of it. But great movie. I think, yeah, no, I totally, I totally, totally agree with you. Like, I did love, love the movie. So it was a good one. I can't deny it. Good, mm-hmm. good is that. But no, I think we covered yeah. just about everything. Look, if you didn't see the movie, you just saw it right here on those anime girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, do you want to go to husband though? <laughs> yeah well that jump right into it um what do i have i guess i'll start with my husband of this week mine's mm-hmm. i don't think you've seen this anime yet but you have heard of it so mine's from the yakuza's guide to babysitting and i'm doing but i have seen it i need to finish it it's really good oh my god so cute so my husband i'm pretty sure you already know one of mm-hmm. them is definitely kirishima toru ah he's so cute He's so how his whole personality is set up is just beautiful to me. I don't know what it is, but about a Yakuza man, love it. I like him living on the edge of life, but <laughs> he's a Yakuza man that got roped in by the Yakuza leader to take care of his daughter, Yaika. And so, with him doing Ooh, that, so it's kind cute. of adorable. Adorable. I think it, their relationship is just so cute, but um. Mm-hmm. With that, I think it, it obviously brings out his softer, more relatable side than versus just being known as the demon of Sagaragi. 
Sakuragi, mm-hmm. excuse me. So when he's around her, or when he's not even around her, I remember when he was just out in one of the episodes and one of the guys he hadn't seen in forever, that was a foreigner. Um, I think he was French or something. He was like, oh, let's go have drinks at the bar or this and that or something. And then he was like, nah, I got plans. Because he told Yaika he would be home that night. So he was like, I'm not going to hang out with the boys. I got to be home for Yaika. Even if they didn't have anything planned. It was the fact that he was like, I really miss being home. Like, I'm not going to go out with you. Like, you're cool and everything. But nah, I got responsibilities at the house. Um, He's just overall, he can fight. Let's not take that away from him. My mans can fight. And when he needs to be known as the demon of Sakuragi, baby, you best believe his name still roars throughout the streets because he is the demon of Sakuragi. Okay, Whisper. A little (laughs) SMR for you with that one. I just had to let you know because who is this man? When Oof fine but the fact that he's also caring loving to a young child it's not even his own it's not like it's his daughter and he just formed Mm -hmm. such a loving bonding relationship with her to whereas it's just helped him i feel like to grow in different ways that he didn't even want to or know that he could Ugh, i can't get over it he's just chef's kiss but yes uh kirishima is my husband of the week no that's a good one um and uh yeah, I agree. I love all that, you know, especially because, you know, I think that it's not even like the boss, one of those situations where their boss is just like, oh, I don't want to do my job. Like, it's clear that he no. clearly um, treasures his daughter. I think it was more of like trying to help him t- touch and touch on or tap into his softer side. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. So cute. So, yes, that's who I got. What about you? Okay, so I know I have so many husbandos, but you know, because we did a back to back filming this, I did could not think of one. So I'm gonna come back with a heavy hitter next week. So what I'm gonna mm-hmm. do, because you know, I like to switch it up, and since we just saw it, I'm gonna do Hot Girl of the Week. You and know so- what is so funny? <laughs> I literally was over here like. I wonder if I can change it to a waifu one day because I got plenty of those too. Uh, this is our show. <gasps> You're right. It was crazy. So the fact that you did that, I was like, hmm, solidified, confirmed. Right. Um, yeah, we can choose. Who gonna tell us we can't? Um, Who gonna stop me? Right. So when we go to Hot Girls of the Week, for me, I'm gonna choose May May. So we were just talking about her. Hey! So like we talked about her. Um, I'm always gonna instantly stand, uh, you know, this goes for female characters, period, but especially in anime when it's, uh, HBIC, when we talk about mm. it, you know, when I have, you know, she has the level, she has the skills, she has the talents Two, you know, an absolute baddie. I mean, let, let's just be honest to have a braid in the front, like to hang literally in the middle of your face. And you're still that girl. Come on now. Like her. Don't play with her. And then I also love how, like, you know, how, like, she's instantly respected. Like, you know, men don't try to talk to her crazy because you know better. And if you want, if you want receipts, if you want the deets, you're going to have to give me that cash. I need the cash first and it needs to go through. Can't Ain't no, I give it to you and wait. Right. Like, and that's why I thought, and it's just like, I already loved her from the first time we saw her, but at the end of the season, you know, when they're kind of just showing all those little scenes and then we see like, you know, Gojo's asking something and then we see that she gets, she looks at the um transfer 
Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. I I don't give no uh juicy details for less than six zeros. I know that's right. I know that's right. Ooh, I know that's right. No less than six, baby. Yeah. No so again, and then like you said, uh, in the movie too, where she was just like, okay, I already did what I have to do, but um, I'm trying to see this uh bonus go up. I'm trying to run these numbers up. Okay, like I want to go. You know, she kind of makes me think about the. Uh, I forgot what movie that is. Is that Mean Girls where it's like, like, get in bed, we're going shopping? Yes, that's Mean Girls, Regina George. <laughs> right, I but I feel like she would be shopping. like, yeah, but I feel like she would be like, get in bed, we're doing hot girl shit. Eh, we spending that chick. Well, maybe not his chick. Period. Chick but yeah, um, definitely, again, I could go on and on, but Ugh, love it. we love May May over here. That's the Ooh, point. I'm here for it. All the way. <laughs> okay, okay. That was a hot hit and out I'm, here for it. Yep. No, yours was good too. Um, like I said, I need still need to finish it, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then with that, we're going into who do you want to fight slash defend? And um, I'm gonna ask you to start it up again. Okay, well, mine's a pretty simple one. I've been on a bleach streak, if you guys <laughs> have not known, it's still here. Yes. Bet you don't know what I'm about to do now. You don't know if I'm fighting. You don't know if I'm defending. But I'm going to tell That's you. That's true. I... <laughs> yeah, Bria, obviously we don't know. <laughs> That's what I feel like you basically said. <laughs> Funny. But um, this week I am defending. And I'm defending someone I feel that is just kind of overlooked and just kind of left in the background as... Mm. As someone that is just kind of like, hmm, you'll be fine. Those are the words that I honestly mm-hmm. picture when I see them. And I feel a little sorry. I honestly do feel a little sorry for them sometimes. I'm like, dang, I wish you could get a little mm-hmm. bit more respect. But I am defending Cone from Bleach. Not not Cone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but wait. This might, the first, this might be the first time I disagree with you. <sighs> but okay, I'm only, I don't know if anything else happens. I, I like to leave it with this premise. How things started off. Oh, you're still I'm still early. watching it. I'm still watching. So for what I've seen, how he started off, not defending him for that, for taking over Ichigo and, you know, trying to do all that stuff. But when he got mm-hmm. put into the stuffed animal and how I remember, oh, I felt so bad for him this day. When he was like, I'm running away. Ain't nobody even noticed man tried to run away. He went through hell and back. <laughs> but when he got back, they're like, oh, come where have you been? And it was like, you didn't know I tried to leave. I was like, They're damn. Like, no. You really got, we got We got lives. We we ain't worried about you. You see what I mean? They're like, we ain't worried about you. So I'm like, ah, Cone, you're just kind of like a stuffed animal that's always there. I will say his infatuation with Rukia, like, okay, we get you, love her. Like, calm down. I get you. Right. But aside from that, I'm like, oh, whenever he talks to Ichigo, I feel like he gets no respect at all. And he's just like, I want to be, the last episode I think I saw where Cone was in, he was like, I want to be on the frontline battlefield too. It was like the second arc part or something like this. And then Ichigo's was like, well, the battle's over and we're going home. So what you want now? I was like, ah. And Cone's just like, Period. no. Why did he say, I'm staying in a soul society with Rukia. He was like, yeah, you're not doing that. You're not causing problems. Get your ass up and let's go. I was like, oh. Period. <laughs> I just be feeling a little sorry for Cone sometimes because at the end of the day from where I'm at, He's still Team Ichigo and still on their side. So I don't know if he turns later. But I'm like, dang, give this man just a little respect. Put a little respect on his name. Give him one day of of just mm, 
actually acknowledging that he's a little bit more than just a stuffed animal that's kind of annoying that's there. And he'll be good for like a lifetime. I feel like he just needs that one day of reassurance. I will say that it's not that he doesn't turn sides. I just don't really care for his character. But he does have a important job because, I mean, who gonna, who else would be Ichigo when he had a, a, so, his uh, uh, full-time job? You're right. You're right. I don't mind Colin. I really do. Like he he adds laughter to to some of the days I have there. But I'm also like, ooh, I couldn't be you in the anime because I feel a little sorry for you. Do you think that you would be like, oh, tell me he wouldn't get on your nerves? No, he get on my nerves. Hands down, one thousand one hundred percent. But I also feel like he never got that moment of respect, even when he got put into the stuffed animal doll or like acknowledgement. So I feel like that's where I kind of stand with it. So no, I'd be annoyed. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like and we can come back to this once you see it. But I just feel like without saying too much, it's it's just I think that he wants too much because I mean there are definitely moments where it's not like it's like he's useless. It's like I definitely think Ichigo sees like you know appreciates what he does, but he also be doing too much. So it's like I can't let. And the last time you was running around with my body, see now. See if he ain't done that, the, it probably would have looked different. But see, That's- since y'all, since you want to play games, <laughs> what it's like, play silly games, win silly prizes. So your prizes, Bye. you got to stay in the room. <laughs> no, see, that's why I said I ain't all the way. That's why I agree with you because I'm like, you gonna do what with my body? I, I said, don't let me end up in jail. I shouldn't have to say that to you. Don't right. And so I get you. I'm right there with you. Um, but I'm slightly just defending him now because I'm like, I have a soft spot. I'm like, damn. It's kind of like that secondhand embarrassment. It's like, oh, could it be? Yeah, he definitely gets that. Yeah. Oof. So <laughs> that's who I got. But who are you? You know what? I think you're in a fighting mode. Yeah, I'm going to say who I will fight. So um, oh. as you talked about, it's like a institution, though. Um, So like you talked about earlier, I think last time, you know, I'm watching One Piece. I'm like in the... In this lobby arc for people who watch it. What'd you say? I said the 250s. <laughs> I'm like almost at 270 now. Um, huh. But. A little flex. <laughs> a little a humble flex. On <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but um, yeah. So who I would fight. Um, it's somewhere into real life. Uh, will be the government. Because I literally. They're the <laughs> absolute worst. That's the worst and and you know that's why i honestly don't want to really put myself in a lot of these shonens because it's not it don't seem like a good time but if i was in like one piece i definitely would be you know on the time that the straw hats are which is like luffy and his team you know mm-hmm. um because it's just like the government is like so corrupt and they like you know, let's let's just like real life where you know they mm-hmm. marginalize people, they take their homes, they kill them. You know, when we talk about like, you know, all those all the functions of um, oppression, that's yes. uh basically what they do and worse. And what really gets on my nerves about them so much, uh, or even more so, is that they just see pirates as like the worst. The most evil uh, thing you can be, and like, oh, we got to get them, especially when they have bounties. Oh, we got to get them. Oh, we got to kill them. All those type of things. But it's just like, especially for like pirates that have like um a code like Luffy's, um they haven't done some one thing that's even a quarter of as bad as 
any of the government like officials that we've seen thus far. So it's just like, like, you know, like real life where that, you know, they, it's like the higher mighty holier than thou thing, but it's like, but you're literally evil. Like you're sick, but you think you're so much better than pirates. I would be fighting y'all too, because it's just like, you aren't right, but you know, you feel like because you have this superiority complex because of mm. what your position mm. allows you to get away with mm-hmm. that you you know you're better you know what true justice is no you decide what justice is because it's basically anything that fits y'all's needs a lot of the Mm -hmm. things you're doing isn't even for the better of people in general when like luffy and his team like have literally um freed people from oppressive systems like you know like in for example there's like one up in one arc there's these people who literally are like oppressed by like a godlike figure and he literally frees them him and his crew literally free them from that the government doesn't do any of that just like in real life like y'all don't do anything as helpful so it's just like who are the real devils who are the real demons you know like let's keep it a buck that's my thing mm. so um yeah so short you know, and sweet, I can't, but yeah. you know i can't argue with you on that about anything because when it comes to the government in any shape, form, or fashion, anime-related, real-life-related, other country-related, whatever it is, they always got their dirt. Every government, to me, is corrupt. It is. Part. Doesn't matter which one you're going for, which one you're at. Um, doesn't matter whatever is going on. It, it's always some dirt, no matter who's in office. And I'm just like, damn. Can we not just come up with a system? Can we not? I can't even like <sighs> my brain. No, I know what you mean. But it's like <laughs> they make it they prevent it from actually being good for people. It's only good for the people who are in office and they make you feel like, oh, I'm better than the other people. Or, you know, how the whole rhetoric around like, you know, police police exist to help us. No, they don't. Where? In what lifetime? You show to- me. Even from the beginning, like they literally started as slave catchers. How where where's the protection? Where's the justice? Where's the uh, fighting for the right side? None of that. So it's like, um, yeah, that's why I, I really love how um, Oda, who's the manga- mangaka for um, One Piece, uh, does that. Because, you know, even in um, some of the other shows I really la- love, there I don't think it's as bold as basically sa- showing just how, not only how corrupt the government is, but how deep the corruption goes. Oh, no, hands down. I'm... I haven't gotten that far in One Piece yet, but I believe you 1000% and I'm right there with you. What she says goes, y'all. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, that's it for today. And um, if you uh, you clearly know if you got to this point that it this is a longer episode. When it's a movie review, we'd be trying to get as, remember, as much as we can. So We'd be giving you that, the movie without you having to see the movie. Right. So with that... um. Thank everyone for listening, downloading, sharing, supporting, and please continue. Um, And then uh, if you want to talk to us and please talk to us, you can find us on uh, at those anime girls with a Z um, Mm -hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any questions, you know, topics, you know, things you want us to, Mm -hmm. you know, touch on in the show, you can send to ask those anime girls with a Z at gmail.com. And um, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. 
I think we covered just about all of it. I was just going to say tune in for next week's episode because we're going to give you a look into the insight of Bleach and the first arc of Bleach and recapping all of that. So this is Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Next week's going to be all about Bleach. So just get your, get ready for that because didn't you say what, the 10th of October is when they do I the, think it's the 11th. The 11th? Well, look, we're going to give you an insight into Bleach. If you forgot, we're going to recap you on everything to get your brain right. So you don't have to go back and watch all those episodes. And then you can well, start this new the, arc. I'll say at least we're going to touch on the first yeah. arc because you're not even the to the arc. end yet. So we can't. We don't want to spoil you. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> Oops. Man, you you said, I'm going to trick you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't. I have faith in myself. <laughs> I think. There's still a possibility. Where are you at now? What number? And with that, you guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, is there anything you want to add? No, but seriously, Else? um, that's pretty much it. You covered it all. So yeah, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And oh, psh, how could I forget? AWA, Anime Week in Atlanta, last weekend in October, the 27th through the 31st. Be there or be there. That's it. You said no choice. <laughs> no options. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with that, um, we're going to see y'all next week. Peace. Bye.